I love this reading that we have today. We alternate between this and the finding of the temple on Holy Family. When I was growing up and, and later, before I became a priest, I was ordained at age 40, whenever this reading would come up, invariably the priest would use the short version and leave Anna of the temple off. And it used to make me very mad because Anna is one of the most interesting and prophetic people in the Bible. She has a lot to teach us. It doesn't seem like it at first glance. Uh, Anna's, Anna and Simeon are two really great people in, in, the, in the New Testament, coming out of the Old Testament and encountering Christ. And how does God speak to the Holy Family? This is a theme that's very, very, very interesting to look at. Is we look at we look at the at the Annunciation, and then Christmas, and we see the angels coming to Mary. And, and as I've said many times, the angels they come to Mary, and she speaks to, to the angel, and she says yes to the angel without hearing at all about the troubles that are going to come into her life. And Joseph uh, hears by a dream. But they don't... uh, That's not the way God always speaks to them. He also speaks through circumstances and people that he puts in their lives, like Simeon and Anna, who at this time actually know more than Joseph and Mary about what's going to happen to Jesus. Isn't it interesting? Even though Mary has seen... She's seen the angel Gabriel of all people. She's had the privilege of looking directly at the world of the future. One day we will see the angels and we will be friends with them. It's hard to believe. They're here now, but we can't see them. We're not allowed to until this world is over. But she has seen an angel. But in the ordinariness of her life, now she's going to hear God speaking through individuals and circumstances in her life. We have to look at what the angel's telling her What has he revealed to her and Joseph that she did not know before? I had an interesting experience a couple weeks ago. I do two nursing home masses a month, one here across the street, one at River Road Estates. And in one of those places, I finished mass, and one lady who's uh, very, very difficult for her to get around. I was saying she's in a wheelchair, but she actually isn't. She, She gets around very slowly. She said very matter-of-factly to me, she said, Father, I had an experience in which I died and I came back to life. And the Lord told me something when I was on the other side. She said very matter-of-factly. Wasn't, and she just, just like, like, you know, this is what happened to me. And I hear this a lot from people, actually. People have these experiences. They won't tell anybody. They think nobody will believe them. Um, ask any priest. And... Uh, so I, I said, well, what do you want to know? And she said, well, Jesus told me I had to go back and be sanctified. This lady's probably about 88 years old, okay? I have to go back and be sanctified. She's living in River Road Estates or Avamir. And she said to me, what did Jesus mean? Isn't that interesting? And I thought, I had to think for a second. I said, the Lord... Where is she going to be sanctified? In the place she's living. That's 99% of her time is spent infirm. She's sick. You can offer that sickness to God without complaining. She gets food she doesn't like sometimes. You can eat it without complaining, unless it's bad for you. 
you, she has neighbors that probably she doesn't get along with, people that are troublesome. I said, try to look for ways to be kind to people here. Look for somebody that's alone. Be friends with them. Don't complain about your food. Uh, live this life as fully as you can. That's all God asks. She may have a very high place in heaven because all that matters is that I do what God has asked me to do in the circumstances of my daily life. He doesn't always ask us to do great things, just the things that we're asked to do each day, but we can be sanctified. And I, I mention this, sir, this because we can be sanctified in our families. And uh, this is the arena in which we're called to holiness. Um, it, we see this very clearly in the lives of the saints, particularly St. Teresa of Lisieux, uh, St. Um, Faustina, and and John Paul II spoke many times of this. Uh, Pope Francis speaks about it a lot, about me. the sanctification of the everyday life. Uh, I don't have big things to do for God, or extraordinary experiences may come to everyone here at one time in our lives. You know, I had a couple leading up to get, being a priest, or I probably wouldn't have said yes, but, but you know, the reality is, is that if you've had an experience like this lady did, she has to go back to her ordinary life. She's not going to have visions again. What do we do? And somebody after the last Mass, I gave this homily, and he said, well, you should have mentioned the sacraments. And it was rather unkind about it. <laughs> I, said, I said, well, of course we're sanctified by the sacraments. I go to Mass. I pray an hour a day before the Blessed Sacrament. I wouldn't be able to preach without that. But my homily material comes from what I do during the week. Praying opens me to God, and then I hear him in my everyday life. If I go to Mass every Sunday, and I'm unkind to people like this man was to me, Am I really living my faith? You have to ask yourself, if, I'm, if I pray before the Blessed Sacrament an hour a day and I'm unkind to everybody around me, I'm not, I'm not being sanctified until I'm living my faith in the everyday life. I've got to put to the test what I hear at Mass. My, my baptism, I go to reconciliation. This is critical, is that, you know, am I, is anything changing? If it isn't, I need to ask myself, how is God speaking? Because God is going to speak through Anna and Simeon. Who's the Anna and Simeon of my life? Anna is, Anna is, she's wonderful. She's always in the temple. I don't think it means she lived there night and day so much as it meant that she always had the temple in her heart. She, she's one of these people that walked in the presence of God, a humble lay woman, probably not educated, you know, like the rabbis were there. The educated people don't get it. The, none of them saw Jesus in the manger. They didn't understand uh, it's not an indictment of education. It's just that God chooses who he wills. And God chose to speak through Anna. And she comes in and she recognizes that child because she's been living with God all those years. And we too will recognize God if we're living with him. And we, Mass is extremely important for us. And then we go out and we live it. I live the Mass all week long. And then Christ is going to speak to us when we're in line returning that awful pair of socks or something that you got from somebody and you're trying to get your money back, you know, and you're standing in a huge line at Fred Meyer and somehow God is speaking through that rather gruesome experience, right? Or you give a gift, I gave a gift to somebody, they opened it, I could tell immediately they didn't like it. Have you ever had that experience? I worked so hard on this gift and they didn't like it and I'm going, praise you God the Father, praise you God the Son. <laughs> but you know, that's sanctifying. That was all about me. I wanted me to feel good, and, you know, it's just the way it is. I tried hard. They realized that I tried hard, and they thanked me, insincerely. Uh, <laughs> and, and I said, okay, re-gift it, you know. 
Um, but this is what, this is, and who is Simeon in my life? Mary and Joseph don't know that, maybe they intuited it, but it says in the gospel here, Mary and Joseph were amazed at what was said about this child. Now Mary had seen, the, had seen an angel, Joseph had had a dream, the shepherds came and glorified God, the wise men came, which happened before or after this, probably before, and yet they're amazed when Simeon says this child is the Christ of God. And they're even more amazed when he says, you, this child's going to be rejected by his people. Gosh, that's funny. The angel didn't tell me that. Oh, how did she find that out? Through an ordinary means. So what, and, and he says, and Mary, there's no mention of Joseph here. Joseph is going to disappear. We don't know what age he is. He could be an old man. That's not a given. But he dies somewhere between Jesus' birth and his ministry. So Mary becomes a widow. She's going to bear that cross. She's going to lose her son by a terrible death. Anybody, any of you parents have lost a son or daughter or have had a son or daughter in trouble knows what it means to have a sword go through your heart. When you have a child and you see it making decisions that are not good for it. And this is exactly why this story is in the Bible. Because these are the means, these horrible things that happen, and the wonderful things that happen, are part of God's sanctification for us. We don't like it, but that's what we're here on earth for. I'm not here to have a good time. It's, not, it's great to have a good time. But I'm here to be sanctified and to lead others to Christ, to find God. And God uses all these means. And, and I ask myself all the time, did I miss Simeon? Did I miss Anna? Am I Anna? Well, I recognize God in my life. I recognize him in the Eucharist. I recognize him in the sacrament over here of, the, of confession. I recognize him in the holy baptism we had at Mass yesterday, a wonderful thing. But, well, I recognize him in the line at the post office. Um, well, I recognize him uh, when I'm on the road, when I have a headache, when I get a gift that I don't, when somebody gets a gift that I can see they don't like. And those are the things of everyday life when Simeon comes to us and says, you know, you made a commitment to God when you became a Christian or a Catholic and you're going to have a sword pierce your heart. Uh, get ready, it's coming. So Mary had to bear that, knowing what was going to happen, but not knowing what it was. We too offer our families to God and our lives. We pray that God will continue to sanctify us and that more and more, we will be like Simeon and Anna, presenting God to others and hearing him, and also being and listening to God when he speaks to us in our everyday lives.